This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, the show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. Today, we have an incredibly interesting person, a friend of mine, Stacy Spieler. She's a woman who has come full circle in her struggle with prescription drug use, homelessness, and domestic violence. We'll take a look at her life and see how she went from jail to Jackson's best. Also, Michelle and I will chat about the latest headlines and water cooler conversations. To be part of the show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or you can email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio, and we'll be right back after the news. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Happy Monday. Uh, I hope you're dry. Uh, yeah, I, I, saw, mean, I think I saw Noah and his boat yeah, outside. I mean, I know. I, I, I just looked out the window and there were like two cats went by and two pigeons. and two, Golly. It rained. Great. At my house it rained. 2.49 inches of rain. Yeah, I will, our guest will introduce her in a little bit. Oh, we we'll were talk talking this her. morning. Yeah. It rained all day. Like, it did not stop. Oh, and it was like a dreary rain, too. It was oh like England kind of rain. Yeah. It was like, blah. England kind of rain. I like it. Exactly. England kind of rain. Um, and, of course, Michelle and I are coming here to you today, both off of the flu. Yes. So we're glad. Yeah, we thought we'd be one of the cool kids and get the flu because everybody else already had it. But, no, we had to wait till the very end. And this is our water cooler conversation. Yeah, we need water because it's good that? for you. Hydrate. That's uh, important. <laughs> By the way, before we really get talking too much, um, I, we've got a great guest then today. We and, do. Uh, folks. I just want to say, I, I've known her for, God, it's been the better part of 10 years. Been a little bit longer than that. A uh, long time ago, I used to have a blog on the Clarion Ledger website, and a lot of folks started commenting on it, and they all had their own kind of um, nicknames. Hers was Flip Flops, um, but she didn't go by <laughs> Flip Flops anymore. But everybody would talk, and they would be real open, and it was just a great community. And, of course, uh, for many years, of course, her humor and, of course, her grit always impressed me. And then, you know, I mean, you just watched it as the wheels came off in her life. And now she's come roaring back. And she is sitting in the studio right next to me. We have Stacy Spieler. And I, I do look forward to uh, catching up with her. I think uh, the next hour is going to be an hour that you're going to want to listen to. Uh, you're gonna, it's going to be a driveway moment where you pull the car off and listen to it. Because her story was in the Clarion Ledger, and she got a lot. And USA Today picked it up too. Which, I mean, she's even been contacted by the Ellen Show. Uh, about yeah. that's how powerful her story is. But I tell you what, you, you you hear so many stories about opioids and about addictions, and I mean, right now we're in a country, we're in a position as as a country where we are really working through some stuff, and and people are in a lot of pain. And I, I think once you hear her story and her example, I think and not to build this up too much, but honestly, I. I I'm just even from the little stuff that I've experienced in my life. I admire her for what she and her family have done and gone through. And, uh, you know, and I wrote a piece yesterday about how I used to really admire motivational speakers and people who wrote self-help books and everything because I thought they had their life in order and they were perfect. <laughs> Ain't nobody got their life. There was only one perfect human and it, it, he lived a long time ago. And so for me, I admire people that go through Hades and manage to somehow figure out how to put the pieces back together and go push forward. It makes and, you who you are. It makes you strong. Exactly. And That's stronger. why I like you, Michelle, because you're strong because you gave me the flu and I'm feeling much better now. I, I, I went through I don't know if you really gave it to me. I'm just going to blame you for this. Well, you know what? Believe it or not, um, I hate to say it, but one of our other coworkers was not feeling well Friday, and I felt so guilty uh-huh. uh, because I mean I, I see now why Jason escorted me out the building. Literally, uh, typhoid Michelle escorted here. me out the uh-huh. building. You're not gone yet. Mm-hmm. They were spraying my door handle as I was leaving. Yep, Michelle was sponsored by Tamiflu. <laughs> spraying behind me as I was leaving, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I felt bad. I'm like, why are they? 
you know, throwing me out. I'm the new kid on the block. You know, I want to be at work. I have something to prove. Oh, my God. Yeah, I you have work to, to prove. do. You had to say, well, let's give Marshall the flu. So <laughs> thank you. No, I don't know. It could have been you. I, and I tell you what got me. I think um, I, I'd gone to Oxford. And I spoke the chancellor's leadership class. It was awesome. Thank you for inviting me up. And I got home at like midnight and got up at four and worked out the next day. So mm. four hours sleep, and you know, and I was tired. And then just I started feeling bad. Yeah. Well, I start feeling bad and like everybody, but it, I didn't feel terrible. You know, the flu normally is like a Mack truck hitch. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, hey, you know, I, I might have a cold or something. But then I started thinking back to the swine flu in mm-hmm. 2009. I got that and ended up with pneumonia. Ew. Nobody wants pneumonia. That's no fun. No. Uh, so I went in. I called my doctors. Hey, you, I, can I come see you? And he's like, sure, I'd love your money. And so I came in and, and we took the test and I got an A. As in type A. <laughs> I got type A flu, so I, I'm a high achiever. But what's so weird about it, I never got a high fever. Yeah. And, and so I guess because I had gotten the flu shot, I got a much lesser case. Yeah. But it just, I mean, I ached and I hurt. And yeah. I ran, of course, I'm training for a marathon because I'm a moron. <laughs> and I, I ran 13 miles. I'm coming back from the flu, and I was just feeling terrible. And I ran 13 miles Saturday. I hurt so bad. I was going to ask you, how, I saw you post that. Um I tried to walk and was still getting over the flu mm-hmm. that weekend. I was standing up with Jordan and I felt like I was about to faint. Like yeah. I could not stand. And I told her, I said, we have to go home. I feel horrible. And I was like, I'm not over this yet. It was, I think, Saturday. Yeah. Uh, and I came back to work that Monday, but I was so weak. And that's what I noticed about this. It took everything yeah. out of me and I felt literally weak, like getting up, walking to the bathroom, walking through your house. You felt so weak. And Jordan had a fever. Her fever got up to 102 that last time. And uh, I didn't, mine didn't spike, but I had the aches and the pains, the weakness, and my throat was so sore for the longest time. I thought it was strep throat, but he tested that, and it wasn't, thank God. So. There was a viral video on uh, Facebook yesterday. A lot of people pass around. I don't know if you saw it. There was a car down at the Jackson Walmart uh, that decided to, I don't know the time. I mean, there's been a lot of, I haven't heard exactly what happened, if it was a repo situation or whatever. I mean, I've heard 10 different versions of what right. happened, because you can believe everything you read on the internet. I just thought it was incredibly cool watching this person back into those big steel and concrete posts because number one i know they work now Uh, and number two um that is how i felt after the flu i felt like that car you know all battered and beat up and everything but 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 you're right it was weird though with the car situation somebody's lucky they didn't get shot that exactly did you see the guy Punched the window. That he punched dude, the window. That dude took the window out. And I'm thinking, if I'm like I did that, hand. my hand would have exploded. Exactly. And I'd be like sitting in a cast right now. And he just like comes up and whack. Takes yeah, it it was amazing. I was like, and then like you said, you don't know exactly what really took place. It was very chaotic. And the news reports really didn't give a, a detailed account of what happened because no one knows. Well, I've got one son that drives and another son that is on... Um, that's doing the learner's permit. Mm-hmm. And so I made both of them watch him. I said, this is how you do not drive in a parking right. lot at Walmart. I do not want you ever driving like this in a million years because I'm not going to pay your insurance if you do that. But, yeah, it was bizarre. So when is your uh, marathon coming up? Uh, it's in May. Okay. So it's up in Cincinnati. It's oh, okay. The flying pig because I always said, you know, pigs would fly before I'd ever run another marathon. So, But my cardiologist talked me into it. So I'm figuring, hey, you know, I'm 50 years old. My cardiologist says, hey, we're going to get you in shape. So Is he going to run with you this time He's going to well? run with me, yeah. Oh, that's good. And the good news is if he falls out, well, if I fall out, he can save me. Exactly. If he falls out, I can draw a picture about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, make so. lots of money. And lots of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, making fun of my cardiologist. That's great. Um, Olympics. Do you watch much of the Olympics? Curling. Look, I'm a curling guy. Now. I'm not. I'm, I'm a um, skater type person. Did you see the you I, see the squirrel I, ran out on the course? I, I that was not. awesome. Oh, Michelle, you seriously. I did not. you got to keep up with the, with oh the times Oh, my God. I remember I'm in graduate school, right? You forgot that. So I do have homework, and I have a 14-year-old, so my weekends are consumed with my homework and hers. She hasn't <laughs> discovered the Internet yet. She can kind of watch, <laughs> cheat a little bit by catching up with things. Oh, Lord. Yeah. I guess. Stacey's in her nodding going, yeah, you could have probably caught that, Michelle. That's not an excuse. I'm sorry. Just because you've got a life doesn't mean that you, you can't keep <laughs> right. up with current events for the water. The squirrel. Um, when okay. we get off. Oh, that's fine. That's great. Hey, I got two. I'm doing two conversations tapings today, which, mm. as you know, I don't know if you've ever watched on MPB 
television. Uh, a great show called Conversations, which is kind of like this show, except you actually get to see how bad my haircut is. And now I've got a good haircut right now. Thank you. I just you do got, look nice. You look very you. Look nice. Young, you you know? look very young and you look thinner, but you are well, thin. I am but, thinner. Yeah. You, know, you are thinner, but with the haircut, it just, it acts, uh, well, it shows more of your face. And so you can really see it. I know. Well, I don't have my glasses on right now either so you can see more of my face. But no, <laughs> the, the flu diet plan, I highly recommend it. Exactly. No, but I'm uh, Rita Brent. Oh, good. Rita's yeah. going to be. So we're going to have right. the, with the world famous Rita Brent and um, Nicole Marquez. And I don't know if you're familiar with her story. She was a dancer up in New York, mm-hmm. and she was 25. She locked herself out of her out of her apartment, up to the top thing. Tried to go down the fire escape. Next thing you know, she'd fallen <gasps> six stories and broken like half of her bones. Oh I mean, just have, and they told her she'd never walk again. Blah 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 blah. Pfft, yeah, you don't stop Nicole. She's like got the most grit. Of about any person. So today's going to be like Inspirational Monday. Yeah, so you're taping two. Yeah, I'm doing two today. Back to, okay. I don't normally do two in a week. Yeah. But, uh, you know, because that show is not live. Right. Which is, you know, this show is live. It is. We are very much live. We are Except live. Except for the flu. <laughs> we don't uh, have, we are flu um, Flu free. Flu free. Flu free. Yeah, and, say that uh, three times fast. Exactly. Speaking of live, we have a great guest, like you Fantastic built her up. Fantastic guest. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk to Stacy in just a second. She's patiently waiting, looking so She's beautiful. nodding. Yeah, she's yes. got her headphones on. She can now hear us. Exactly, so it's, it's, exactly. It's official. Any last words in our water cooler conversation? Man, seriously, um, thank you, Tamiflu, for making my life better. And... Uh, <laughs> God bless you. I just do my Oscar speech for the flu. I'm just glad it's done. I'm glad I got out of the way. Now, if I get type B, I'm going to go nuts. What I, what I didn't like about it was I felt odd. Mm. And like we talked about this on via text, coming back and getting back into your swing of you know, oh, yeah. what you do in life, it was so weird. It felt very odd because I'm used to being busy. So sitting in the bed, drinking juice and flipping the channels and not really wanting to sleep. But you're sleepy, but you really can't sleep because you don't feel good. It was horrible. I, I don't I would don't wish that on anyone. I was working from home. So I basically would draw a cartoon and take a nap. <laughs> and now I really want to take a nap now in the middle of the day. So I'm going to have to work with my other bosses and oh, ask them see if, if you can do nap. that. Okay. Oh, that would be great because, yeah, I think everybody needs to take a nap at noon. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, Stacey's going to be on in just a second. Stacey and Spieler. I tell you what, uh, be prepared to be entertained. She's great. And no, no pressure, Stacey. No pressure at all. Anyway, uh, of course, if you want to be part of the show, you can always give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is now you're talking on MPB Think Radio. MPB a lot. I learned the symptoms of a female heart attack from Southern Remedy, and it helped me to save a co-worker's life. That's my MPB story. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, on a very... um, Moist Monday, I guess you could say. Moist is a terrible word. I hate that word. It's good for brownies. It's really not much good for anything else. Kind of gross otherwise. But yeah, it is kind of gross out there. I think we're going to get rain again uh, toward the middle part of the week, too. So um, if you are building an ark, uh, proceed. You need to go ahead and finish that up before the end of the week. Anyway, very thrilled to have our guest on today. Uh, I've known Stacy, I guess, for quite a few years, about the time she moved uh, to Jackson. I was it 2004, 2005. I don't know. It's all gone by real quick for me. Uh, of course, you know, I kind of got to know her thanks to, to a blog I had done, and she was one of the commenters, and I loved her wit, and I loved her story, and I got to know her family, and got to know her son, Ace, who's one of the coolest people I've ever come across. He's a great kid. And then suddenly, you know, you could see she's very active on social media, and you could start seeing the wheels coming off a little bit. And, of course, um, Stacy, it's good to see you. Uh, and I'm just coming from the point of being a friend. I'm incredibly proud of you. I'm, I, and but also, I really admire the heck out of you. You've you've had quite a run the last few years. Thanks, Marshall. I just it's been it's been an incredible journey. Yeah, it's been led by a lot of people who are inspirations to me. Yeah, like yourself. I'm not sure how you look younger than you looked when I met you. I drank formaldehyde eleven years ago. I, that that's yeah, that's what's in this cup it. right it's here. Got to be it. Mm-hmm. 
because it was Ace was in the NICU when I first yeah. uh, signed on to the blog. The MRBA shouts out. Uh, it was it was so it's been eleven eleven and a half years. He's going to be twelve in a couple of months, and he's, he's like huge. He's a yes. big kid. He's man sized. He's man sized. He got big feet and yeah. oh uh, my gosh. big feet and and you know he has overcome so many challenges in his life. Yeah, and, and, and he still has them. But you know what? I mean, he's lucky he's got you. He's lucky he's got his dad. Y'all work well as a team, even though you're not married now. Right. Um, but yeah, and I remember those days because you were. Uh, in a way, I think the the blog was kind of a way for you to go and get away from some of the, the stresses that you had. It was, and it was also kind of a social outlet because when you've got a child in the NICU, you can't be around people because you don't want to catch anything. I, I, actually, yeah. I'm a little scared right now to be in the same you know vicinity. I, can I can I get a walled off room away from the flu virus here? I think like, you were okay. probably safe because we we sprayed Michelle down with Lysol. That's good. That's just good. That's before. good. Yeah, she's not listening. Okay. So. Uh, it was it was a social outlet for me because I I was afraid I was so afraid of catching anything from anyone and yeah. you know you've got a child in the NICU you have to wash your hands for three straight minutes um, when you, every time you get near your child um, so I was really scared I was really isolated and uh, so the the blog was really kind of my first, my my big social outlet it was I I moved here in two thousand four uh, and so. I hadn't really made friends with a lot of people yet. And the blog really, that, that was my, that was my first kind of introduction to like online friends, quote unquote friends. Yeah. And they've become real life friends. I know so we did really awesome. do like a picnic still, even though the we blog do. doesn't exist anymore. No. We still do the blog, uh, the do. picnic every been, year. I haven't been in several years, but yes, I, but we do. And I mean, we all talk, we are, we're all friends and yeah. it's, it's so much fun. It's absolutely a family and they've watched Ace grow and they've watched me fall and jump back up again a few times. So, and, and I have to say it, it was hard to watch. It really was because you're sitting there going, okay, what do I do? I can't do anything. And it was, it was tough and it was, but it was a lot tougher for you. Yeah. yeah. No, nobody, no human, no animal could have stopped me. Right. I was, I was, I was on a midnight train. I was on the, I was on a straight fast train where those maglev things that they have in Japan, uh, nothing could have stopped me. You literally had to hit the bottom, didn't you? I had to hit. Yeah. The, the thing is about rock bottom is it doesn't really exist. It's like this, it's soft gravel and there's always a shovel nearby. There's always opportunities to go lower and lower and yeah. lower. We'll get into some of the details on that. Um, I trying to, I guess you, you grew up in Indiana, you moved to New Orleans. Cause I mean, you're one of the biggest saints fans I've ever come across. You, 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 I mean, even the fact I, I grew up in Atlanta, you still like me. Yeah, you know, it's it's I know, cause there we, but for the grace of God. We won't on. bring up the F word. Right, right. Yeah, right. which is Falcons. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to put that yeah, in there just go, before right. anybody <laughs> swerved off the road. Um, but, I mean, so you moved here, you, you were married, and that's why you all moved here. I mean, was it a job or what got you here? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I moved to New Orleans from Indiana to go to college. Okay. I met my ex-husband mm-hmm. in college. Um, Who John, you like at this point? Uh, yeah, no, yeah. he's he's, he's a good guy. Amazing, he's I like him friend. too. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Pretty cool people. Yeah. Uh, but I met him in college. Uh, I met him at the University of New Orleans, and uh, I dropped out eventually. It was you know my concentration was elsewhere. Yes. And uh, he moved. He moved to Los Angeles. Just absolutely ripped my heart out when he moved up to Los Angeles. But he and I kept in touch and. Eventually, I moved out there uh, because we were just friends, and you know, eventually, just we, we we got married. We got married. Short story, um, and then we moved back here to start a family. Uh, his mother is elderly. She's uh, she, you know, she she had a major heart attack, and we needed to get back here, close yeah. closer to her, closer to my family. We wanted to buy a house. So we moved here in 2004. Um, you even had the minivan. I mean, you were doing the, the whole thing. I was, I was going all the way out. Yeah. yeah. But you had a lot of struggles, too. And I remember there was, there was some, some, some difficulty with pregnancies. And, I mean, there, so you were, you were going through some tough times at that time. Absolutely. A lot of heartbreak. A yeah. lot of trauma. A lot of, you know, trauma at that time. A lot of childhood trauma. There was a lot that, that broke my heart. My, my heart right. was in a lot of little pieces. And the only thing that was keeping it together was... Pills. See, that's the thing. And, and I think <laughs> it's very important to set that up because uh, a lot of people, addicts don't become addicts just because it's, you know, for 
for giggles. No. You know, there's usually something that they're trying to heal, something they're trying to patch up. And you were trying to fill a hole in your soul. Mm -hmm. And you weren't having a lot of luck. No, because the more that I filled that that hole, the more that I filled it with external false things, with, you know, with drugs, with alcohol, with food, with, uh, you know, online friends and stuff like that. Yeah. The more I filled it with that, the bigger it became. Right. And the more I fill it now with spirituality and healthy things and nourishment, uh, the smaller it is. And also the more I can give away. And it's the thing about, I mean, the thing about addicts, I have never spoken to one who didn't have a terrible thing happen to them in their past. Yeah. I have never spoken to one. There's always something that we're trying to escape. Right. Right. On that. I mean, just, you know, some of the things that Ace went through, um, that would be enough to send me over the, I mean, you were incredibly strong too. So, I mean, it wasn't like you were weak. It was just, you were being pummeled mm-hmm. and, um, talk about, I mean, how did you get introduced? Cause it started with the pills, didn't it? It did. Yeah. How'd you get introduced to them? After my last nightmare pregnancy, um, I kind of hit, I kind of hit a bottom there. Yeah. Um, I mean, my heart broke, uh, cause I had, I had had a miscarriage and uh, just my heart had broken again yeah. for the millionth time. And I hit a bottom there and eventually I was, I got a diagnosis, one of several, there are a lot of, a lot of diagnoses. Um, and I first started, it started with psychiatric medication and oh my gosh, I fell in love. There was, there was the first one and it was like the first time I took it, it was, there was this, this lifting and this, all of the clouds went away and I was happy and I was, that was, that was love. And it was legally prescribed to me. It was prescribed to me under legitimate circumstances. Um, and that's, that's absolutely a very common addict story. Uh, and that, so it, it continued from there. Right. Well, that one made me feel a certain way. Uh, that one kind of sped me up, woke me up. <clears throat> so it gave me anxiety. Well, I need something for anxiety now. And there's always doctors out there who are ready to prescribe ready to hand you that prescription. Um, and that's not to say that they're doing anything wrong, Right. that it is to say that, that, you know, obviously there's a whole systematic breakdown. Um, but you probably need a doctor who looked, just looked at you and said, okay, we need to fix the underlying problem. This is a temporary patch, but we need to fix that underlying problem. But you never really got that. Did you? That did come eventually. Oh yeah. Eventually. Because I started, I started getting on opiates. Yeah. Um, of course. Oxycodone. Absolutely. Yeah. Big fan. I, well, I got to tell you, I mean, when I had my cancer surgery, about the third day into it, I was taking them to forget I had cancer. Right. And that's when I realized, ooh, I got to quit this because that's that's not why you're, I'm supposed to be taking these things. But it does. It helps you forget. It does. Absolutely. Because I think the, the biggest the biggest draw of, of opiates is the euphoria that's yeah. added to the actual legitimate pain relief. Um, those, the NSAIDs, they, the opiate part makes you just forget. It totally makes you forget that you're in pain. It makes you not care that you're in pain. Yeah. And that's, that's why they're so great. And that's why people insist on them. They go to the doctor and they say, and they get mad when the doctor doesn't give them opiates. And I did too. I look back on my Facebook memories at the times that doctors didn't give me exactly what I wanted. And I was angry and I was spoiled. And I just, I insisted that that was the only thing that was going to help. And it's funny how I haven't needed opiates in like two and a half years. Yeah. Uh, but, but you're very brutally honest. I mean, that's, that's, that's another thing too, because I know some people that are, you know, they're addicts and, and they they don't get it. You, you said, okay, yeah, this is, I look back and I realized this is what was going on, mm-hmm. but you had to get to that point. I did. And like yeah. I said, the, the, once I got, once I started taking opiates, to forget, like you said, there was a doc- the same doctor who had given me all of those prescription, the prescription psychiatric medication. Um, that doctor said, hey, I see that you're doctor hopping. Yeah. And I said, well, I hurt. How dare you? Right. And so that doctor said that I needed to go to treatment. And so that was kind of like one of the first phases. Um, I dropped down in that in that kind of treatment that treatment environment, I dropped down all of the psychiatric medications I was taking. Most of them, I was still on one or two pretty seriously addictive ones. Um, but that doctor, that psychiatrist really cared that, that psychiatrist, you know, not that the other one didn't obviously, but that psychiatrist saw me struggling, but yeah. alcohol was always still out there. Yeah. Alcohol came out there and you were still married at this point. I yeah. Was. So that obviously was not helping the situation. No, either. no, 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 no. 
No. No, and there were a lot of secrets that I was keeping and a lot of heartbreak that I was holding inside that I couldn't get out. I couldn't reach in and pull it out. And the drugs and alcohol made me forget. Yeah. And I was happy for it. Wow. Wow. It's incredible. We're talking with Stacy Spieler. Uh, you probably actually saw her story maybe in the Clarion Ledger and in the USA Today carried it as well. She went from being basically homeless <laughs> to being named the best server in Jackson, which we'll get to in just a second, which I think is an incredible honor. <laughs> and it doesn't surprise me because, I mean, you've been doing it a long time. You started like when you're 16 years old as a server. So, you know, when the things did hit rock bottom, you kind of did the Rolodex saying, okay, what can I do to mm-hmm. survive? And mm-hmm. you said, I can, I can be a server. <laughs> so you can do that. All right. So you, at this point, you've, you've gotten to your first chance at rehab. Um, mm-hmm. How did that go? It was great. It was, it was there that I learned a whole lot of techniques for anxiety reduction. Yeah. Um, breathing. Breathing, of yeah. meditation. There's, there are certain things that help you in the moment before you reach to, before you reach that trigger point. Right. Um, cause I, you know, I was, I was pretty classic. It's, it's depression and anxiety. I was, mm-hmm. I was real classic with them. And those were the things that I was medicating legitimately and with alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I learned, I learned a lot of techniques in there. Cognitive behavioral therapy, uh, made a huge, huge difference, but I was still, there was still so much inside. There was still so much inside, so many secrets, so much anger, um, so much unresolved anger. And I didn't, I I didn't think that I had a reason to quit. And I thought that people weren't loving me. And I thought that, I thought that nobody loved me when people very much did. They just like you, they couldn't reach in and stop. They They couldn't stop me because even my own, my own husband who I loved, loved and still you know he's my best friend now he couldn't stop me my little boy couldn't stop me his little blue eyes I mean they didn't I looked into them and I it just nothing could have stopped me I I was I I was not myself I was somebody else my mommy couldn't stop me yeah so we'll continue to hear this incredibly powerful story from Stacy in just a minute of course this is you can be part of the conversation too if you want to give us a call at 877-MPB-RING that's 877-672-7464 this is now you're talking on MPB Think Radio single mom, MPB's Education Parent Academy gave my life direction. I got a job, helped my sons excel in school, and I'm a better mom. That's my MPB story. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. All right, welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Happy Monday. Hope you're having a good day. And I tell you what, we have a great show, and thank you for being part of it. Stacy Spieler's here, and like I said, you may have read about her life in the Coin Ledger. They had an article there. Uh, USA Today picked it up. It ran there. Uh, Ellen Show has contacted her because it's an incredible story of uh, redemption and being able to pull yourself out of a bad situation and soaring again. And, uh, Stacy, we were talking a little bit earlier uh, in the last segment you basically, at this point, um, you had discovered the joy of oxycodone, um, opiates, which we, you know, we were talking a little bit during the break and Michelle came in. Um, that's almost like a system now uh, between, is. I mean, doctors and the, and the drug companies getting them to the doctors. And uh, there are really good doctors out there that re- like you ran across that said, hey, look, you're doctor shopping. We need to get you some help. And there's other doctors that just like sign the script and send you on your merry way. But at this point. You, I mean, between the alcohol and everything else, you had had therapy, you had some copings, but you had a lot of things to fix. What happened next? It's funny because the the same doctor who told me that I had been doctor shopping was the same doctor who gave me 
the prescriptions that I wanted, yeah. uh, who increased, who kept increasing my psychiatric medications to the point that it was an addictive lab, uh, an addictive, an addictive level, excuse me. Right. Um, so it was that same doctor. What happened next? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so February of 2015 was when I was in that it was, it's, uh, an intensive outpatient program. Uh, so I was there five hours a day, uh, four days a week. And I, you know, I learned all of those coping mechanisms, but like I said, alcohol was still available and abusing over the counter medication was still available. And I kept telling myself, well, I need to drink. I, you don't understand my life. And that's so common. That's an absolutely common addict phrase, addict, alcoholic phrase. Mm -hmm. You don't understand my life. You don't understand what it's like to be me, how much pain I'm in. I have to drink. If my life were better, I wouldn't need to drink. Um, so I kept drinking. And I didn't. I wasn't an alcoholic because I drank super expensive whiskey and wine. I didn't, you know, I wasn't on the bum wine yet. Um, I wasn't on the plastic bottles yet. Uh, those were things that I would later get to. Right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but... Those were not things that I was on yet. So I wasn't an alcoholic. Um, Of course, I could down a whole bottle, a whole large bottle in one night. But I wasn't an alcoholic because it was a $50 bottle. Um, It's too bad that my ex-husband isn't here to vouch for for my spending habits. Um, And then the people in my life who really loved me started throttling me. Um, uh, Especially those spending habits. Yeah. And... That's hard, isn't it? When people that that care, but they're—I mean—the boy they show caring is, in your mind, is feels cruel. terrible. Yeah, feels terrible. Yeah, and which probably contributes to even more alcohol. The anger, yeah. the entitlement. Um, but you know, my ex-husband's story is his own. But the when you when you when you mentioned domestic violence, yeah. that was me. I was the I was the perpetrator. Yeah. Um, and eventually I got super, super, super angry. Now, the cops had come to my house a few times, which my ex-husband has told me since, um, because I don't remember. I was blacked out. I was, wow. in, I was on another I was on another planet. I was in another dimension. Um, but there were times that he, you know, had had to go to another place, another another house or something like that. And because because the cops had to come. And I guess they can't arrest me for being a total drunk in my own home. Right. Um, but they can't arrest me for domestic violence. And it's funny because I was the one who called the police that night. I was the one who called them because I was angry. And I, yeah. was, I, I thought I was justified in my anger and what I did. And so they arrested me. I was like, how dare you? And, you know, they were very, very nice. They were very kind. They put, you know, two sets of handcuffs behind my back. <laughs> and I got to tell you, handcuffs hurt. <laughs> They hurt, no matter how many pairs there are around there. It's hard, hard, hard metal around your bony wrist. So they hurt. And uh, I was taken away, and immediately uh, my ex-husband was granted a restraining order. Yeah. And uh, my little boy opted for one. And uh, That's hard. That hurt. I mean, because he's he, – anybody knows you knows that Ace is your your life. He's my life. He's, yeah. he's the shining star. He's my reason. And – he is my reason to keep going every yeah. single that's 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 one of the biggest things that I thank God for every single morning is that little boy yeah. little I say little as yeah. if he's, he's not as little. if that that moniker applies to Our him kids at all. are growing up oh my gosh they yeah. are <sighs> they used to be so tiny I know they Marshall. were I know <laughs> what happened I don't know time <laughs> oh that's right well all those groceries we kept buying them but... <laughs> right time yeah. is cruel but uh so I was led away. I was taken. Um, I was taken to jail. I had a there's there's a mugshot somewhere. It's not online. I've searched exhaustively. There's a mugshot of me somewhere. I was crying. I was having a major major panic attack. And uh, thankfully, the police released me to my mommy. Yeah. And um, a few like a week and a half after uh, I went to my mom's house. Of course, my mom's condition was don't drink in my home. Well, yeah. How dare you? Exactly. This, this is I'm my entitled. life. I'm a grown woman. And I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. I just drink because I need to. Right. <laughs> just because it just costs me my marriage and my kids. Right. Yeah, my life is hard. You don't understand. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I left I left my mom's house um, mm-hmm. and I kept drinking and I was couch, her, couch, couch surfing and um, 
within a few, within about a month, I was in a homeless shelter. Wow. Um, I mean, because you had other friends, too, that would take you in, and then they'd turn around and kick you out. Eventually, yes. Yeah, eventually. Yes. So, wow. Um, there was one, you know, that when I reached, you know, kind of the end of my friends, I was going to friends of friends, and that the friend of the friend um, put me in touch with someone, and I kind of took the hint. Yeah. And so that was when, that was when I went into the shelter. It was, it was... And it was, you had it was, nothing. It was not fun. Yeah, you had nothing. I had nothing. Wow. I I moved. I moved this past Saturday. I moved, and I've thought to myself, I hope this is the very last time I ever have to start over. Because you got your own place now. I do. I'm a big girl. Yeah. I thought this is a, this. I I really hope this is the last time I ever have yeah. all of my belongings. Everything that belongs to me fits in the back of a truck. I hope that's this is the last time. Well, I I mean, so. you're making pretty darn good progress on that. So you ended up going to rehab again i may i may not i'm not jumping too far ahead am i no not terribly no i mean i i it was funny because i didn't see after the restraining order after my little boy had to you know it was his it was kind of his healing time yeah uh i didn't see him or hear his voice or talk to him or anything for 64 straight days which is one day longer than he spent in the nicu and uh that was that was horrible because it was like that hole that I was talking about earlier, yeah. that hole in my soul, it grew to the size of him. Yeah. With with him gone, I had no reason to stop. I had to keep I I just I I was doing anything and everything I wanted to. Were you working at that point? Were you working? I wasn't. No, you weren't. <clears throat> okay. So I didn't I trying to cuz I know Mellow Mushroom came up. Piecing together the yeah. time, right? Yeah. Mellow Mushroom hired me. It was right at the time that I went into the homeless shelter. Okay. Um, they didn't know, <laughs> Yeah, but they did. I mean, it was, uh, I went in, I have this, I have the world's ugliest tattoo, which I got on a bender. Um, I could have done that with a Sharpie. I, I believe too. you. I, I yeah. wish you had, I honestly wish you had with your talent. Um, that could be maybe a second job for you tattooing. Yeah. Yeah. Or I could or touch a, up tattoos. Like a 12th job. Yeah. Um, but you know me well. <laughs> so I went in there, you know, my tattoo is a shining and, yeah. uh, I, got an interview and just they were so kind to hire me and they were so kind. I remember I remember telling the man who hired me his name's Nick. He's one of the coolest and most awesome people in the entire world. Uh he hired me and the night the first night I started there, he's training me and I remember saying to him, "I've been a stay-at-home mom for 9 years. I can wait tables." Oh, that's funny. <laughs> As if the two are remotely. remotely. <laughs> um and I learned. I learned. And I mean, I had to ask a lot of questions. I had to look stupid. And I, I, and I'm st- I still do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in, you know, I'm at fine and dandy now. That's, that's, that's a big level. That's, that's fine dining style serving. So I'm still asking a lot of questions. I'm still walking in there just feeling dumb sometimes. Just like, how do I do this? And things like, Things like being able to separate doilies are major victories for me now. Like I, because I didn't know how right. <laughs> it has to be done. Um, so, but I, I had to learn. But yeah, Mellow Mushroom hired me, um, and and it's it's still you were still spiraling at that point. I was. I mean, oh my gosh, I was like yeah. toward the bottom of my spiral. But yeah. I had given up drinking. I was still abusing um, pills, over the counter pills, yeah. and legitimate psychiatric pills. Yeah. I was abusing them. Um, I had stopped drinking for a couple months, but once I got on, you know, it's a beer restaurant. I said, well, I've got to sample the beer. And I, it was, it was on from there. Yeah. That was, that was in December. And I started going slowly, slowly, slowly down December, 2015. Um, and eventually I was shooting back uh, malt liquor in the, in the homeless shelter. And you know, I was you, having, you're very it. active on social media. And oh, of yeah. course you write that. I mean, and you're, I mean, it, and it wasn't, the tone, you could tell the tone you were in a lot of pain, but I mean the frequency too. I mean, mm-hmm. it was almost like Morse right. code. Do, 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 do. Right. <laughs> you were sending it that fast. And I'm like, oh, oh, mm-hmm. warning Will Robinson. I mean, you could tell you were in trouble at that point. I was. And, and at what point did you just finally say, okay, enough is enough? And and how did that, how did you, or who said enough is enough? And how did you end up into, you went to Chicago, didn't you? I did. I went, it's, I call it fancy rehab. Timberline Knowles is, yeah. um, it's gorgeous, 40-acre campus, a lot of lodges. Um, uh, Demi Lovato, Kesha, got they they Sweet. got better there. Yeah. Was, oh, my gosh, it's gorgeous. Chef meals. Um, so, obviously, I was still special. 
Yeah. I was still special. And when it became, when it became time for me to kind of start to transition out, uh, I hit the bricks again, surrounded by beautiful women, incredible, incredible inspirations. I hit the bricks again and I was suicidal, absolutely, desperately suicidal, and I wound up in a terrible asylum. You posted, yeah, you posted on, on your uh, Medium page, one of the pages, uh, 31 pages out of your journal were suicide notes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, I, I never, there was one night that I did get the the strength, the courage to actually go find a gun, but the yeah. gun wasn't where it was supposed to be. If that's not a God thing, I don't yeah. know what is. Because I tried so many times with pills. I tried mixing, and I even Googled what m- combination of pills and alcohol I would have to take. Well, let me, let me ask you on that, because a lot of people, um, you know, they talk, I mean, suicide's a very hard topic for anybody to talk about, and especially it's hard for survivors on it. Mm-hmm. But one thing that everybody I ever talked to has had an attempt, it's like, it wasn't that I was being selfish, or was, it was because I was in a lot of pain, and I, I was trying to make the pain end. I didn't know how. I didn't yeah. know how to stop it. I had yeah. no idea that the things that happened for other people recovery could happen for me. I had no idea. And just like anybody can fall into addiction, anybody can get into recovery. And it's, uh, I mean, I didn't realize, I didn't realize that I had to be finished until I had been clean and sober for about two months. Yeah. And I was in that South side, uh, that South side Chicago asylum. And there was a man, um, who came to do some service work he was our speaker for our speaker meeting. I had not gotten out of bed in five days. Wow. Um, I was getting up to eat and go to the bathroom, and that was it. And I had this tiny little angry doctor coming in and screaming at me, at me every day. And then there was a social worker, and I still remember his name is Todd. And I still wish I could. I like I don't know how I could reach out to him to thank him, but he was like kind to me, and he was. I could tell that he was really trying. And he was one of the only reasons I got out of bed. Uh, But I got out of bed and I went to that meeting and there was a speaker there. And he said, there's a, there's a common phrase that I hadn't heard before. Um, One is too many and a thousand is never enough. So I realized, oh my gosh, I have had so many bottles of pills and alcohol in my system. Which one of them was going to be the one that stopped me? And it it wasn't going to happen, so I can't I can't even try with one now. We'll finish this story with Stacy Spieler. Just a minute. I hope. I, honestly, I can't. I mean, I know how it turns out, but I can't <laughs> wait to hear how it turns out. Uh, of course, you can give us a call at eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four if you'd like. This is now you're talking on MPB Think Radio. listening to it, and now I can give back and be a part of the mission by volunteering. And that's my MPB story. Share your story using hashtag MyMPBStory. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Happy Monday. Stacey Spieler is with us uh, telling an incredible story of you know everything from domestic violence to being homeless to losing everything that meant to her all because of addiction and at this point of course you had your epiphany i did that was the that was the that was the time that i knew that i couldn't do it again yeah um but it had to be a day by day thing i can't concentrate on people who have 30 years I can concentrate on today. And that's still the case today. And I have, I have two years and one month and 
seven days, five days, five days. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It's it really all God. Is. It's all God. It's all my community. It's all the people. Uh, when I came back here, I went to Harbor House and the incredible people who lead that who lead that facility Mm -hmm. and i thought it was terrible i thought i was just you know my pride did not go away with that with that epiphany my pride and my ego and my anger all of that had to come down and i had to learn humility i had to learn i had a lot of humility came in still being in treatment i was i was technically in treatment in a sober living facility until saturday so I, i had to learn a lot of humility living under other people's rules and people are arbitrary and people are (laughs) people change and Mm -hmm. they change their minds and i i had to just adapt i had to continually adapt and that's that's really that's really served me well being in this in the in the hospitality industry and of course you know anybody's familiar with the 12 steps but i mean i i I hear you and it sounds like you were turning inward 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 trying to heal inward 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 and at one point you just flipped it and said okay i'm gonna turn outward and that's when the healing came. It took a long time. That, yeah. that, that flip was a long time. So it's coming. not like the movies where somebody wakes up <laughs> and you hear angel music and all that. No. It's just, you know. That's, that's a funny thing because I had, I had so many of those moments, those signs. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a long story. I, the, I had a lot of those signs, especially when my cousin drank herself to death and I got drunk at her funeral. It's like, what, well, how many people yeah. in my family have to die from this disease before I shut up and I listen? So there was a family component to this, too. A lot. Yeah. That's the main, that's the main killer in my family. Wow. Absolutely. By far. So you're serving at this point, Mellow yes. Mushroom. Um, I was. love the story how you ended up at Fine and Dandy. I thought just that, Isn't it cool? That is cool. I was, uh, I mean, like I said, I've got, I had, I had a good bit of time under my belt at that point, And I, I loved, I loved Mellow Mushroom. I loved everything about it. The food is great. The service is fun. It's so, you know, we, I love hanging out with kids and it's, everything's fun about it. Uh, but my, the, the general manager of fine and dandy and the, the bar manager came in and they, they were, they came in kind of late and the rush was over and I was, I was, I was the host. I was the bartender. I was the server. I was the dishwasher. I was everything. Uh, but I still had time to sit down and talk to him and I learned that they were opening a restaurant, but I was, I was still pretty, I was, I was still very loyal to uh, mellow mushroom, but it, it just kind of became the, uh, there was a sign that I needed to kind of, that, that I needed to kind of move on. There were, there were, there were many signs yeah. and them coming in and talking to me and learning more about them. Uh, and I was, I can't tell you how much of a God thing it's been. I work under the, the chef, the executive chef, Jesse Houston, his, his recipes are so inspiring and creative. The owner, Ray Scott Miller, he's the man is he is hospitality embodied. Uh, he's got this great quote about uh, the most memorable times in a person's life happen around a table, mm-hmm. and that's his. That's his I focus. love that. Isn't I it amazing? That. that is so true too. Oh my gosh, it is. And that's and I, I I love I love the food that I serve. I love my coworkers, the management, and I mean, of course, I was I was kind of flying under the radar with that whole you know dope fiend. Uh, gutter level junkie type thing that I was, yeah. I was kind of flying under the radar until, Oh, okay. Well, there's an article about me in the Clarion ledger. Now everybody knows. Yeah. And now it's like, <clears throat> well, you know, all yeah, of my an article is basically because you got named the Jackson free press named you the best server in Jackson, yes. which that's a pretty darn nice thing it to have happen big to deal. So you've gone literally from um, losing everything mm-hmm. to now you're coming back on top. But yes. you're still not there yet. Uh, but no, of course, but that's not. okay. You take it day by day. That's an everyday thing. That's an yeah. everyday. And uh, it's that 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 video that was on the that was part of the article, the online yeah. article about me creating a positive ripple. There's a lot of people out there that I've hurt, and yeah. I it it tears me apart. Um, but I'm kind of I'm I'm changing that. I'm changing that about my future. I'm putting out the kind ripples, the ripple effects, the kindness, the small measures of kindness. And it's a big thing when I can provide somebody with a meal and, yeah. you know, not make any mistakes and bring them just beautiful craft cocktails and just the most delicious burgers in Jackson. I can I can do that um, and create that big ripple. And you can I mean, your social media is incredibly uplifting, too. And, and you're very honest. I mean, and, you know, say your writing is you're an incredibly good writer, but you are very honest about it. And. Um, and, and I know your story has helped so many people, but you did, weren't quite ready for the amount of fame you were mm-hmm. going to get out of this. No. I mean, Ellen calling you? El- the oh, Ellen I mean, Ace, did Ace, call me. Ace wanted to go on that too, didn't he? Oh, yeah. He yeah. emailed me from school. Uh, Mom, can we please go on the Ellen show? I, I don't have any control over that. So we, 
sweet boy. Bad things still happen to you, though, don't they? <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. Of course. So, but There's, but um, now you can pull yourself out of it, and you can handle it. All of the reasons that I had to drink before are yeah. now the reasons that I have to stay sober, because I couldn't handle it when I was drinking. Absolutely yeah. could not, and now I do. What's your biggest secret? Come on. <laughs> it's just us. I sleep with a teddy bear. That's okay. And he's his name is Mr. Bear, and he has a little red bow tie. He's a white teddy bear. I've had him. Mm-hmm. It's it's thirty years, thirty years this year. And he's uh, I make my bed every morning. That's a big part of my recovery. Something that my my fellow friends in recovery have started pushing me to do is making my own bed, which I didn't do ever. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, he's sitting on top of my on top of my pillows right now. He's keeping he's keeping my new apartment safe. So I would say yeah. that in in your in your life, it's, it's God yourself and your son. It those has the, to be. Those are the big three. It has to be my relationship with my higher power yeah. and my wellness. And then my son, those are, those are my priorities. They yeah. have to be. And I, you know, I had the opportunity to, to hang out with, with you, your ex-husband and of course Ace and the dynamic was wonderful. Really yeah. the best I'd ever seen it. And Definitely. It just made me smile. Definitely. That, that is incredibly powerful. If you got any advice for anybody that might be listening right now and, and they're probably, maybe they're in denial or whatever. How, What's what's that first step? What what can the first step? You already know that things are completely unmanageable. You know it. Yeah. Um. But there's there's always somewhere to reach out. There's always somewhere to reach out, and your family and your friends they love you no matter what. Yeah. And uh, the there's there's a lot of false false friendships online yes. and concentrating on those can really can really hinder a lot in your in your recovery uh well, online's a drug in its own way because oh you're getting my, do- you're yes. getting dopamine from that oh my yes yeah. and, but there's recovery is possible for anyone anyone and i know that's the case because i know a lot of but i know a lot of people who are were lost causes my, myself included yeah. i was a completely lost cause but recovery is available for anyone who who needs it you have to need it first and then you have to want it yeah right right definitely on that um well we've got about a few more seconds any last thoughts it's so good to see i mean seriously you look great i'm just glad i mean this this just makes my heart happy i gosh i'm i'm just i'm really excited i'm 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 really excited for everything that's happening in my life i am i am incredibly an incredibly grateful and blessed and lucky woman so, and I'm glad to have you back as a friend. When you followed me back on Twitter, I was like, yes, I've got worry. my pal back. Yeah, but don't worry. My dog always followed you. That's true. So, <laughs> so I could keep up with you that way. Yeah. Stacy, it has been an honor and a pleasure. Thank you, Marshall. All right. Well, Michelle, thank you. Of course, this show has been expertly produced by the wonderful Michelle, who gave me the flu, but I still love her. And coming up next is Southern Remedy. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. We will see you all next Monday.